Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. This is the Abby Normal Podcast, here to tell you that you're weird and that's normal. My friend Sarah recently created a family. She got married, became an official stepmom, and bought a house, just in the nick of time for some serious nesting. We met each other through work. She's a badass HR lady, but she actually grew up near me in the California Central Valley, what is referred to as the armpit of California. We're going to talk to her today, and we make some jokes about it, which we have the right to do. We also sound very similar due to our valley girl accents, because you can take the girl out of the valley, but you can't take the valley out of the girl. She recently had a big family surprise that put some wheels in motion. COVID has slowed those wheels down, but there's no stopping this train that left the station when she spit into a vial and popped it in the mail. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's start at the beginning with Sarah's blended Brady Bunch. They had some heartbreak early on, with a virus that impacted a lot of families in the late 80s and early 90s. Where do we even want to start? I don't know. Like, the beginning of your entire life? Yeah, from the very <laughs> beginning, from the day I was born. How many? How much time do we have? It's going to be a while. <laughs> it's going to be a minute. Luckily, you might not have anything to do for the next two weeks. So um, that's true. Just like, this is true. tell me your whole life story. I know, I was telling Connie, I'm like, I might actually get to get some projects done. There you go. <laughs> we never get to work on projects because we're always handling people's issues. Day to day life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So when I was very young, my parents divorced. I think I was around two. My brother was younger than that. So I have uh, my brother, Matt, who is about a year and a half younger than me. My dad moved out to a place not too far from where we lived, but um, we saw him every other weekend. That Uh was back in the early 80s when kids stayed with mom and they saw their dads every other weekend. And that was pretty much it, sadly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So when I was probably six, my dad met my stepmom, Catherine, and... I acquired a stepsister, a stepbrother, and actually two stepsisters at that time. As that family sort of grew, we were a little bit more like the Brady Bunch at Mm -hmm. that point. Every other weekend, you know, just kind of the normal family problems (laughs) growing up (laughs) through the years. Right. (laughs) Um, I ended up moving in with my dad when I was a junior in high school. Um, He lived down the street from my school, and it just made more sense. I could walk to school. Um, and then when I started driving, I was the one driving my sister and my brother both to school every day, you know. Okay, you were the family taxi. Okay, so yes, I was the family taxi. Jesse, my older brother, had already moved out by the time I was in high school. He'd come, gone up to San Francisco to go to college. Every summer, we went on family vacations to like San Diego, Santa Barbara, and San Francisco, which is where we all ended up going to college. Cute. So Jesse was in San Francisco. I went to Santa Barbara. Elizabeth went to Santa Barbara and Matt went to San Diego. We all flew the coop because nobody wanted to live in Bakersfield ever again. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we had had enough by the time we turned 18. I think I w- it was 18 for about two weeks when I moved out to go to the UCSB. Good for you. <laughs> and I have never looked back. Mm-hmm. I did everything I could to not ever have to move back there. Unfortunately for my youngest brother, he ended up moving back and still lives with my mom right now. Really? Yeah. Why did he move back? You know, I think he he had gotten into a little bit of trouble, and um, I think for him, going home and being with family was the best option. And yeah. you know, he decided to quit drinking, and mm-hmm. he found Jesus, mm-hmm. and just is is happy living with mom and going to church and being a substitute teacher. All right. And so you know, more power to him That's on that. Right. That's right. So. <laughs> But you're going to stay on the straight and narrow so you don't yes. have to move This back. is, yeah, ab- absolutely. Good. Good. Keeping it and keeping it real. Yeah. Yeah. So are your, did your mom remarry too? My mom never remarried. Mm-hmm. She had a couple of boyfriends when we were growing up, but nobody that I felt was good enough for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and luckily she didn't end up marrying any of them. Mm-hmm. But my mom's pretty private. She doesn't really talk about a lot of those things mm-hmm. so I'm not sure if she's really had anybody serious in the last couple of years okay all right yeah she's very private okay little... then we will not talk about her very much I mean <laughs> I will answer any questions I can <laughs> um and then so is your stepmom still around my stepmom passed away about a month after I graduated from college mm-hmm. she um had cervical cancer and it had been quite a number of years she had she got it when I was in high school and then beat it, you know, went through chemo, did a hysterectomy, all of that stuff, beat it. And then over the year, she had a couple more bouts of it before um, my second senior year at UCSB. <laughs> um, Liz went home to help my dad sort of, you know, be around and take care of her and take turns being with her in the hospital and stuff. And then about a month after I graduated, she passed away. Yikes. So it's been, that was in 2002. Mm-hmm. It's been quite a number of years. I can't believe how long it's been. Um, That relationship with her was challenging growing up. It was was definitely something that, you know, as a kid, you see the fights about things, but you don't really necessarily know until you're an adult. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah. So you didn't get along very well. I wouldn't say that we, like, outwardly didn't get along. There was just definitely this... I didn't really talk to her. I didn't feel like being around her. And I I sort of felt she felt the same way. Mm. Um, So I would always just talk with my dad. Yeah. You know, when I called, when I was calling home from school, I'd be like, is my dad there? And, you Mm. know, never really asked her how she was doing. I was kind of a brat. (laughs) (laughs) I know now (laughs) the error of my ways. But yeah, it was it was challenging. We always felt like she didn't want us around. And she she, I think she was a little bit harder on Matt, my younger brother. And Mm so he has not dealt with any of that so mm-hmm. he's i think he definitely has some good years of time and therapy would be helpful sure. for him <laughs> i've been or really been able to kind of make peace with a lot of it and talking with my sister and getting through some of those things mm-hmm. and i i truly feel like if she was here today that we would have a really good relationship right yeah right yeah knowing what i know now being a step parent right like, yeah totally. i know now how hard it is right. so right yeah. yeah and you just never know like what you misread because yep. you were a child. I was a teenage know? girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was a teenager. <laughs> were you and are you close to your step siblings? I am close to Elizabeth and I'm close to Jesse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, my older stepsister passed away when I was 
12 I want to say I was in I was in junior high school mm-hmm. um she passed away from AIDS <gasps> she, yeah how old was she uh 25 so young. she she got it in the 80s when it was you know the gay person's disease and nobody was really testing fe- heterosexual females and not really taking them seriously uh-huh when the epidemic started, she read a lot about it. She worked in a veterinary's office. She uh, she read a lot about it, and she kind of just knew what she had, and doctors weren't listening to her and sort of brushed her off, like, no, this is a gay man's disease. This isn't something that heterosexual women get, and it turns out she did have it. And um, she lived for a couple of years, and then she passed away. Oh. Gosh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, during a time when it was scary for people, sort of like what we're living through right now. Right. But the, it was an actual true thing that people were scared. They thought they could get it from sitting on the same toilet seat. Yes, as them. So, how yeah. how did she think she got it from sex? Really? Yeah. Uh, she was bisexual and she had a lot of fun. She hung out with bands down in LA. Like she was, you know, very goth. She wore leather. She had the long nails. She was beautiful. She had this beautiful curly hair, loved animals. Like that was her thing. Like she wanted to work in the veterinary world, but um, was afraid to talk about it because they would have fired her. Mm -hmm. And I, I, if I remember correctly, I believe she did end up losing her job because of it. Mm -hmm. Like back when that was okay still, unfortunately. Right. Right. Goodness, we have laws now. Right. (laughs) And people don't need to be afraid that they're going to get it in the workplace. Right. Your household must have been like in turmoil at that time. It was. So they didn't tell us that she had that until after she passed. Mm. So Jesse knew he was older. He was um, much more able to kind of comprehend and understand what was happening. And she had lived with them for a little while. Um, But they didn't tell us because they didn't want us to feel afraid around her. And they didn't want us to tell our friends and have our friends, parents be like, no, you can't hang out with them or lose, you know, because that was that was truly something that people were afraid of at that time. So they didn't tell us. And I remember um, I had gone camping with my friend Nicole and her family like I did all of the time. It was uh, Veterans Day weekend in November. I think it was like 91, 92. And I, my mom came to pick me up and on the like two block car ride home, she said, you know, Kathy passed away today. And I was like, what? Wait, what? I was, she's all, your dad's going to come and pick you up. So he came to pick me up and I walked into the house and it was a house full of people. Like all of her friends were there. Uh, Elizabeth's grandparents were there. Like uh, Kathy's dad was there and they brought us all into the living room and sat us down and told us what had happened and like what the real reason Uh she passed was and you know being at that age you just it takes a while to kind of really understand it and they they did tell us you shouldn't tell any of your friends Mm -hmm. because they may not want to hang out with you anymore yeah and there's no way that you could have gotten this from her just so you guys know there's no way and you know we were like all right okay right okay and luckily my none of my friends were scared of that mm-hmm. I picked good ones yeah right right <laughs> I always had a really good group of friends around me so nobody thought twice about that but yeah jeez and yeah. your poor stepmom oh she was 
a wreck yeah a complete wreck as any mother I think would be but you know particularly in a situation like this it was it was really hard Mm -hmm. for her Mm -hmm. it's her firstborn her daughter you know and Mm -hmm. she was she was significantly older than us you know Mm -hmm. and she took care of us every now and then when she wasn't out and having fun like she should at that age yeah right right um I remember when I turned 25 it was a big year for me because I always thought she's so old you know and when I had 25 and I was like oh gosh this really isn't that old. No, it's, this isn't old at all. It's not. No, like <laughs> not even close to old. <laughs> yeah, I know. All the yeah. things little children think. Yeah, gosh. So, I had an interesting childhood with all of that. I had a cousin passed away of the same thing not that long after her. Really? Yeah, Jeez. I know. I know. That's why, I especially, like, don't tell people we have two now. You know, <laughs> right? So, and it's crazy, like that AIDS is like no big deal now. <laughs> right. People or HIV live. rather. Right? People live a lot longer. And right. had this happened, I think even a year later, there were uh, medications that came out shortly after she passed. Like if she could have just lived for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a couple of more months, she would have likely, likely still be alive today. Right. So it's, it's super unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And she ended up passing. I think it was pneumonia. That's what, yeah, is what did it. Right, you know, right, right. You know, her immune Scary. system was compromised. It, she was immunocompromised <laughs> yes, in yes. a very big way. Yeah. Kathy. That was her name. That was Kathy. Kathy. Yes. Kathy. There's a weird naming coincidence here, too. Catherine and her daughter Kathy. Oh my god. <laughs> she was Catherine as well. Oh. <laughs> and now my stepdaughter's name is Catherine. Whoa, so that's weird. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's so strange. I know and Catherine Elizabeth and Elizabeth is my sister. So oh, that's really weird. So weird. Yeah. So I asked Sarah about her dad. Did he remarry? He did not remarry. It took him a really long time to to kind of get through it. It was very difficult for him, obviously. I can't imagine losing a spouse, but it was definitely um, devastating for him. But he had a couple of girlfriends, um, but hasn't remarried. I don't know that he necessarily would now. And are you guys close? I'm pretty close with my dad. I mean, I wouldn't say we we talk about, you know, like intimate details of things, really, but... Yeah, dad, dads are funny. I mean, yeah. I'm going to like lump them all into one box right now. But like, I would say that I'm close with my dad. Mm-hmm. But it's like close, like being close with a dad, I feel like is different than being close with a mom. Like, sure, we have this picture of being close with a mom where you like talk about everything and you talk all the time and you're like, you know, yeah. My dad and I, like, talk about the economy. Oh, yeah. You know, and, like, Mm -hmm. history. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We argue about politics, even though, like, we're on the same side. Right. He still argues with me about things. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We're on the same team here. Uh Yeah. 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 Candidates. He he gets really fired up about things. So do I. I mean, I'm I'm pretty, very much like my dad on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. You're not a Republican, are you? No. I was gonna say, how'd you make it out of Bakersfield? Oh, girl, I'm so glad I Losing did. Losing your R card. I know, I know. Oh goodness. Um, you know it's funny. I I always, I've always sided on the Democrats. Really? <laughs> yeah. I never, I never had any. I've never swayed to the right on mm-hmm. pretty much everything. I'm pretty moderate on a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of issues, but I've always had a compassion for people. You know, I I always. 
I've never looked at it from a lens of, you know, not helping anybody and not being there as a group, as a society to help mm-hmm. out when people need it. Right. So I think that's the biggest one for me. Yeah. <laughs> and also having having had a sister who is bisexual and, and have family members who are gay, like I just, yeah. I I can't, I have to stand on the side of, of equality all yeah. the way. So. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the big piece is like the more people you know that are like different than you mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> the more you can kind of understand I don't know and have, have compassion like you said right I just um, most of my family who lives in Bakersfield are definitely hardcore Republicans Trump supporters yeah. I see their posts all the time on Facebook and I'm like oh I don't know how we had family gatherings together and not everyone was fighting I know like yeah. there was we all got along pretty well right Things things have changed drastically. <laughs> That's all I can say. Drastically. Yeah. Uh, so my family used we used to like pride ourselves on being able to have good debates yeah. about politics and quotations, right? But just like everything from social issues to laws to political candidates, whatever. We cannot do that anymore. No. Like that is no, no. longer fun. No, like it's not. once Trump entered the picture, it was like we. There's no conversation happening no. about this. I would way rather avoid the subject with them at yeah. all costs. That's the only way we would be able to get together as a family. Otherwise, it would just be constant bickering. I just yeah. can't do it. I see it on Facebook. That's enough for me. Okay, okay, we're done talking about politics. But what kind of family does she come from? We heard a hint of it, but let's hear a little bit more. On my dad's side of the family, it's a, a large Irish family, very, um, you know, close with all of them. Now that we have Facebook, I get to, you know, keep in touch more frequently and see what everybody's up to. Um, on my mom's side, it's much smaller. German, very German. My grandpa is straight from Germany. Oh, wow. Um, you know, they're very private people still loud but private and that's where my mom gets it I'm a lot more like her her sister than I am her I okay. think because I'm definitely more loud and and whatnot mm-hmm. um and social you're pretty social I'm, I'm way more social than I used to be I was definitely a shy kid yeah I was the one I would like hide behind my dad and, be, <gasps> and wait until I Aww. sort of was comfortable in a situation before I would start talking my sister is the social butterfly she will make friends with people everywhere I'm way more outgoing than I used to be, far more than I used to be. I think college really was what did it for me. Really? I mean, I went to UCSB. Isla Vista was my stomping ground. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of have to be a little bit more social there. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, honey. One of my best friends went there. This is off topic, but uh, we had such crazy times. Oh, yeah. Such craziness. Yeah. <laughs> we were good. Like, we, my sister and I would go to parties, and we had the buddy system. So, good. like, we, you know, that was – it was not safe, yeah. right? It's still not safe. It's probably worse now. But right. we had the buddy system. You do not walk home alone. There's no going. We walked together everywhere we went. Good. We saw girls walking by themselves and would be like, we're walking you home. Good. You know, that's that's how we made it through without yeah. anything horrible happening good. to good. us there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because the level of drunkenness is- Oh, yeah real real high it's bad but you had fun I had and fun. you made it through safe so good yeah, job made it okay I feel like I interrupted you so you know 
childhood was fine. Like, yeah. you know, I, I was the only one of my friends whose parents had divorced. And really? Yeah. Oh. Out of my really, like, close friends. Mm-hmm. So they all had their families were all together. And I never felt, for me, it was never a traumatizing experience that Good. they divorced because I was so young and I didn't really know any different. Right. And I feel like I prefer that over my parents biting each other's heads off every day. So... Were they on good terms growing up? They didn't talk much, but they didn't talk badly about each other. I didn't witness any fights that I remember. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm pretty well adjusted on that. I was also the only group of, only person in my group of friends who had siblings. Right. You get the picture big family and about to get bigger via a Christmas gift. So Aaron, my husband, got me the 23andMe for Christmas in 2018. So not last Christmas, but the Christmas before. And I had wanted it because I'd just been sort of interested in doing it and kind of, you know, getting the family history. And since they came out with the health piece of it, I was like, oh, this is how I can, you know, get those tests done without spending thousands of dollars through my insurance. So we were planning our wedding. I just, you know, it was in a box on a shelf and it sat there for quite some time. And he had one too. And so it sat there until January of this year. So January 2020, I think it was like right before the new year, right at the, at the new year. He's like, let's do these right now because otherwise like we haven't done them in a year. Let's do it. And I'm all right, sure, let's do this. So we're sitting there like trying to get enough spit to spit in these little <laughs> things, you know, <laughs> and you shake it up, you stick it back in the box and then I drop them off at the post office, like in one of the blue boxes. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Now we wait for our results and I thought it was going to be a long time before we got our results. Three weeks later, he's like, oh, mine mine came in. And so I logged into my email to see if mine had come. When you log into 23andMe to set up um, your site and they do a disclaimer for you, they're like, all right, you could find out some things that you may not want to know. Like there's things that could come up that you don't know about that could create some problems in your life. Sure. And I'm like, oh, yeah, all right. I, I read and understand. Check, check. <laughs> check. Not so a I robot. Mine up. Yeah. <laughs> I was at work, <laughs> opened up my email, saw that my results had come in. I was flipping through and I'm like, oh, yeah, Irish. Yeah, I knew that. I knew the German. Like all the stuff that I knew came up. And I went to the health piece. I'm like, oh, because I really wanted to see all the breast cancer things. And so I was looking through all of those. I'm like, oh, and then there's the piece where you get to where it's like family members dna family members so i pull it up and i'm like huh huh shows i have a half brother 23 dna this person could be half brother so i took a couple deep breaths and was like all right well what am i gonna do with this information <laughs> You're like, wait, I have a full brother. I have a full brother. I have a stepbrother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is all I have. <laughs> yeah, and my stepsister and yeah. Right. I'm like, all right. Well, it doesn't tell you on which side. But all the things started going oh. through my head. Like, well, I, I know I'm my mom's firstborn kid. And I know that there aren't any others. Because all, all the information showed was that 23.8% DNA shared, which mm-hmm. is they say could be a half-brother or it could also be an aunt or or an uncle Um, and these can always be wrong and I'm just sitting there sort of 
playing through all the scenarios in my head of who this person could be. If it's true, oh no, it's not true. No, this can't be. This can't be. And then I wonder, could it, could it be? Did you, did you have a gut feeling? Like, did you feel excited or scared or like, what was the first feeling you had? I think it's excited and scared are, are the two best ways <laughs> simultaneous. Uh, simultaneous. Like for me, it wasn't like a anger or like a sad. Oh, oh goodness, no, this can't be type of situation. It was sort of like curious. Also, mm-hmm. I, it took me probably a couple of hours to to message this person. So I reached out. <laughs> They got back to me pretty quick. Yeah. I think it was within an hour. And the message said something along the lines of, I'm not sure how much you know. And instantly, I like my stomach fell out of my body and my eyes just popped out of my head. My mouth dropped open and I was like, oh, my goodness. So... And he, and he basically had said, you know, I just hadn't wanted to reach out so that, you know, I didn't want to cause any any pain in your life. And I'm just going, oh, my gosh, how, what does this person know about me? Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Where have they been hiding? Yeah. This person. It's like kind of creepy. Yeah. So creepy. He gave me his information and we connected through the 23andMe so I could see more information. His name's Ken. And through our conversation, it turns out. There are two of them. I have twin brothers that are half brothers. <laughs> it's like it's just the gift that keeps on giving on this one. Him and his brother are 34, so six years younger than me. So, of course, I'm doing all the math in my head. Like, okay, if they're six years younger, you know, my parents divorced when I was around two. So, you know, there was no cheating going on with my mom. There was no cheating going on with my stepmom. So instant relief there that I didn't have to, like, go do an interrogation with my dad on that piece of it. Right. right? Like, all right. You know. Yeah. Um, Since I was at work, I'm like, oh, goodness, we're going to have to talk later I said can I call you I'm I'm gonna leave work right now I can I call you when I get home and he was like absolutely so we talked for a good did you work the rest of the day or did you leave this was towards the end of the day so yeah I left at like six so it wasn't early by any means but I'm like I I I can't focus no anymore at this point all Uh -uh. I want to know is is more information about this and You know, so we um, we had a really good conversation. Like he is a lovely person. Like I honestly at this at this stage, it's still early in this in this process and this yeah. experience. Um, just learning about who he is, and um, he has he has a wife and two kids, and we connected on Facebook. You know, all the things that you do. We're like connect oh while we're on the phone, connecting on Facebook and Instagram, and. Um, just a really nice person Mm -hmm. like all right I think we can we can work with this not somebody who's angry not somebody who's like you know but just somebody who has a lot of questions and you know obviously I had a lot of questions at that point too like does my dad know about this like what what happened where is this coming from Mm -hmm. so those are kind of questions that we 
formulated together and tried to figure out, okay, now what are going to be the next Yeah, steps? that's awesome. You know, so just we, I mean, within an hour and a half went through the family history and how he grew up. He didn't know until he was 17. Their mom told them when they were 17 that the person who raised them was not their dad. Believe that? That's no. terrifying. That's fully terrifying. Yeah. I just felt horrible for him at that moment I that that's I think where I sort of just had the sinking feeling of oh that that must have been awful for you right um that means for like 15 years he's been sitting with this question right yeah who's my dad is this person really my dad kind of knowing maybe a little bit about you yeah but not being able to put all the pieces together like that's torturous yeah he told me that you know he hadn't given it a ton of thought you know he had a dad and he that his, the person who raised him continued to be his dad which okay. obviously because he was he raised them yeah. so I'm so happy that they had a good childhood with that person and that person is continuing to sort to be in their life and mm-hmm. and all of that but he told me that he he didn't give it much thought until recently he, you know when you have to after 30 and you start hitting 35 ish you start going to the doctor and having physicals and they ask you about your family history and he just said I didn't I didn't know I didn't know about my family history and so that really kind of sparked my interest in trying to figure out all right would this be a good time to start looking into it so he had gone on Facebook and found my dad private page so not really able to see much but his pic, my dad's profile picture was a picture of him and me from my sister's wedding like 10 years ago. And I had commented in it, you know, love you, dad. And so he clicked on me. Um, my page is private, so also couldn't see much. But he knew who I was and he mm-hmm. would have been able to contact me. And he said that he didn't because he didn't want to cause any unnecessary pain for me. So mm-hmm. he knew who I was. And so when I reached out, he told me that he was at work. And same thing, his jaw dropped and like he went white in the face and was like, oh my goodness. And the crazy thing about the timing of all of this is that he had done his kit right around the same time that I did mine. So (laughs) it was, it was like the universe sort of coming together and being like, this is the right time for you guys to, to find this out and meet. So crazy. So crazy. So crazy. (laughs) I mean, this is, I've really only had this information for, you know, a little over a month so we we had talked about okay so how are we going to move forward with this you know he was like should I just reach out to dad and be like hey I'm your long lost son and I was (laughs) and I said "Mm, I think no that's probably not the best way for us to approach it I said listen why don't I I am going to go to Bakersfield and I'm going to have this conversation with him in person I feel like doing this over the phone would not be the best way to support him because if he doesn't know about this this is going to be a lot right and it's gonna be a lot if he does know about this because he's gonna have some explaining to do (laughs) correct (laughs) so it was like he can't avoid it if I'm sitting there in person talking with him Mm -hmm. so I had an entire week of how am I gonna talk to my dad about this I mean I have difficult conversations with people for a living and this one was really a lot driving the four hours down to Bakersfield my palm my palms were all sweaty and you know I was like don't drink too much coffee I don't want any extra jitters and I already have it's truth time 
Sarah heads to her hometown to confront her dad about her new twin brothers. I had told my dad, I'm coming down on Friday. Aaron's not coming with me. It's just going to be me. Let's go out to dinner. And I knew that that was probably going to set off some, my dad's brain to turn and be like, what's happening? Right. Which it did. (laughs) (laughs) I got there around 7.30. I walked in and I was like... I'm going to make myself a cocktail. So I made myself a cocktail because I needed a little bit of liquid courage uh-huh. to get this one to uh-huh. come out right. Um, so he w- was sitting in his chair and I just kind of sat up at the counter and he's like, so what are you home for? And I said, well, um, you know, uh, do you know a woman by the name of this? And uh, and he goes, Yes why and I said well you know I, I did the 23 and me and he goes yes I remember you you talked to me about that and and I said well dad the results came back that I have a half brother and the look on his face was that of like oh shit like <laughs> uh and he said oh really and I said yeah actually dad there's I had two half brothers. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I said, So, did you know? And he said, Well, she told me, but I didn't believe it. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yeah. I would imagine that there are a lot of conversations with people that happened around that in the 80s where that was the conversation and yeah totally you know um so I, I struggle with it a little bit but I'm also trying to stay on the positive side of this that all right let's let's kind of move forward in a we have new family kind of way right my dad told me then he goes oh I thought you were coming home to tell me that you were pregnant and I was like no dad I hope that me making a cocktail kind of <laughs> <laughs> let that one get out of your head but no I will you know but it's two boys, you know. <laughs> Congratulations, Congratulations, Dad. You're a dad <laughs> to two more boys. <laughs> so what did he say the relationship was with her? Why it was a one-time thing, according to my dad. Mm-hmm. It was, was a like, one-time thing. And quit it. They were drinking and had a one-time thing. And <laughs> um, the thing is, is that so this person was married at oh, the time and she I think separated from yes the boys the, the man that raised the boys got it and then they it. ended up getting back together um so then they had a very good reason to like keep all of this hush hush yeah I you know I didn't dig too far with yeah. with my dad there was many TMI moments that I had to stop him because I just didn't there's just things that I don't need to nor want to know so <laughs> Yes. I mean, yes, things that I wish to not repeat that he yes. that he said. And I again, I just was like, Dad, Got please it. no. That's, that's I am not here to ask those questions. I no. just I'm just trying to figure out all of this and, and how we're going to go on with life now. I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive it. We only get this life where he was very embarrassed he had overwhelming sort of grief that he missed out on all of their life because of this and not believing that and so he's he was struggling with it for a little bit yeah you know just really coming to terms with it I'm glad that I drove there to have the conversation oh yeah he was embarrassed like 
oh my gosh, I can't believe that I didn't believe her, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I can't believe that I, you know, let that pass. And apparently, so when my uncle passed away, he, at, when my uncle passed away, he was with Catherine at the time. So he was remarried and, um, my uncle's funeral, they were there and the boy, the, the boys, your, your were brothers there. were there. They were there. Yeah. And I, th- I think my stepmom said something along the, like, so my dad had told my stepmom about this. Oh, okay. Obviously she's not around to get her mm-hmm. side of the story on this, but, and I guess she said something along the lines of, well, they don't look anything like you. So they just picked up the rug, swept it and right. went on living. Right. Well, and honestly, I can see how easy that would be to do, sure. right? Sure. She's got a relationship with this other mm-hmm. guy. Like, this isn't even mm-hmm. my business. It only happened one time. It's weird with the family stuff. Like, it right. would be easy to be like, no, no, this is probably isn't true. Right? Right. Yeah. I get it. I can see it. I mean, and, and during the time, there's no DNA testing back then. Not even, it wasn't even soon that that was coming. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. Okay. What did, what did you and your dad decide? He needed some time obviously before he was going to have a conversation with uh, with my brother and um we decided we definitely were going to ho- he he was going to hold on telling the rest of the family till he could really wrap his head around it which i understand so we left it that we'll check back in like he'll let me know when he's ready to have a conversation with with these kids mm-hmm. they're adults now but with the kids yeah and so I, I left that next day to go to my husband's family in Carmel. So that was <laughs> drive straight from one chaos into like, you know, going to spend time with his family who were amazing people. It's not <laughs> that I didn't want to go there. It's just given all of this stuff that's going on. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. You know, to try and put on a, a face, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but I had texted Ken while oh, I texted my brother <laughs> when um, – I was on my way back and just said, I've spoken with him. You know, if you want to chat later, let me know. And and he got back to me and said, yes, I'm off at six. Let's let's chat. So we, we talked for quite some time. And we've, you know, I just left it at that, you know, he's 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 processing it right now. And, you know, I do think that he's he's going to want to reach out. It's just going to take him a little bit of time. Sure. And that's it. Two weeks later, we'd already had planned on going back to town. We'd planned this well before. And my dad brought it up. He okay. was like, all right, so, you know, how do we do this? Like, what what's the expectation here? Like, what do we what do? We do? Yeah. And I said, well, I, I had told him that I was coming to town and maybe, you know, if he was around, if he wanted to talk. So let's plan on talking. We'll do it tonight after I get back from dinner with my mom and... Yeah, I was I was happy that he'd gotten finally gotten there. Good. It was only, it was only two weeks, so it was not not a not a bad amount of time. Pulled out my phone, I called him, and they had a conversation. <gasps> oh my gosh! Yeah. Whoa. It was a little awkward at first, obviously. Were for... you like sitting there, like yeah. listening? Yeah. The... <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, come on, I could not listen. <laughs> oh so awkward yeah so you know my dad just said to him that you know he was sorry that he wasn't around and that he wanted to get to know him and you know wanted to see if they could get together at some point and so I think we're gonna try and make that happen as soon as all of this COVID-19 goes away we (laughs) might be able to actually get on a plane and go out and see them yeah
about the other twin? I haven't spoken with with that one. He's not ready to to talk yet, and I a hundred percent understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I get it. Um, but it does sound like he's ready to to get to know my dad. So that's interesting. I'm I'm glad for that. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, mm. crazy, huh? Oh my gosh, so crazy. so crazy. I'm so excited for you to go out there and meet them. Oh, me too. My husband was ready to get a plane ticket, like, <laughs> as I was on the phone with the guy. And Ken told me that his wife was, like, trying to get plane tickets to San Francisco. Yeah, right. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, well, he's like, because she thought that he lived there. I said, no, no, he's he's down in Bakersfield. But I said, you guys are more than welcome. If you guys want to come to San Francisco, yeah. he can drive up here. I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this from a perspective of I have two brothers who could potentially be really cool people to have in my yeah. life. And I have two nieces and a nephew, you yeah, know, yeah. like it's awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. Um, and then I know my dad, once he kind of gets out there to meet them, it'll it'll be better for him. Now, did brother number one mention why? brother number two was maybe not interested in this right now I think he was just not ready yet I mean he he and his significant other just had a baby not that long ago uh, so I don't know if he you know what his interest level is really in, in talking with him with me but I did mention it to the one that I've been speaking to that if he's if he wants to chat you can give him my number I'm happy to talk if he has questions or anything yeah yeah so yeah Okay. Yeah. And I I think I mentioned this to you when we were at Happy Hour the other night, but the podcast I love is called Sex, Lies, and the Truth. Okay. And it's yes. all stories like you, tons of people that find out their mom is not their mom, their dad is not their dad, they have siblings, da, da, da. Yeah. all from Ancestry, 23andMe, whatever. Wow. This is totally yeah. common. So it might be nice to listen because... Because everybody handles it so different, right? right? Yeah. You have a specific lens. You're looking at it from, obviously, your new half-brothers have other things that impact the way that they view it. Uh-huh. Maybe even, like, honestly, in a more negative light than what your experience has been. So it might be good just to, like, listen so you yeah. understand everyone's perspectives better. I will definitely yeah. download that. Yeah. I am in the in the market for some more podcasts mm-hmm. to listen mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to Dolly Parton's America yet? I haven't. Oh, it's so good. Okay, I'll okay. put that Let's one on my list one. too. Okay. Okay, we left you on a high note there. Two podcasts to add to your list. I'm amazed by the science breakthrough since Sarah's childhood. Effective treatment for HIV, easy paternity testing, and DNA testing that can provide us some of the truth about our parentage and ancestry. But family is created and chosen. Just like she already chose a daughter, Sarah has also chosen to expand her family to include new siblings. Now comes the hard work of creating relationship. Hopefully science will give us a reprieve from COVID-19 and we can resume building those relationships face-to-face. The songs on this episode are Blind Love Dub by VJ Means, In Moving Light by Nagid, Reflection Flow by Doxent, Probably Shouldn't by Jay Lang, and this awesome 70s-style track, the Quiet Hours by Sia Bond. 